You have twin daughters, my lord, but the second born is not faring well. There is naught that can be done to save her. Richard Forrester, Earl of Silverwood, stood in his bedchamber and gazed upon his sleeping wife, the midwife's words still swirling about in his mind. Tenderness for the woman he loved flowed through him, and something else as well, a protective instinct so strong his hands curled into fists. What now? What could he do? Gladly he would fell a thousand knights to preserve his family's safety, but this, he was helpless against this. Tearing his gaze away, he left his wife's side and headed for the nursery. With a curt wave of his hand, Richard dismissed the attendants and then knelt by his daughter's cradles. The firstborn's smooth skin gleamed a healthy color of ivory flushed with coral. The other baby was a pale bluish shade. He lifted his sickly daughter in his arms and brought her close until her small hand brushed against his bearded jaw and he could smell the sweet newness of her. Don't fret, my little one, he murmured. I will find someone to cure your raspy breathing. But the promise rang empty, for he could see that she struggled hard for each breath. A tear wet his cheek. God help me, I will not let you die. The earl's shoulders jounced in rhythm with the movement of the carriage as he sat alone, cradling his newborn daughter in the crook of one arm, Apprehension gnawed at his insides along with fear. His daughter was not yet a day old, and yet he'd been driven to such a desperate measure. Briefly, he considered returning to the castle, but one glance at the ailing babe, hastily named Morgana after his grandmother, gave him the courage to continue on. Pushing the window covering aside, Richard glanced outside as the carriage made a sharp left into a forest glade. A decrepit cottage, nearly hidden by the waxy green leaves of ivy and small nameless flowers, came into view. The thatched roof was singed in one corner, as though it had survived a fire, and the wattle and daub walls were crumbling. A well stood just outside the front door, along with a foul-smelling privy. In the midst of it all stood the Witch of Devonshire, as if she had been expecting him. He'd heard rumors that she used potions and magic to cure the sick. Although he did not believe in witchcraft or wizardry, he did believe in miracles. And now it seemed a divine act of God and an enormous amount of faith were his only hope. With a tap to the ceiling, Richard signaled the driver to come to a halt. He wrapped the baby tighter in her fur-lined coverlet and stepped out into the cool morning air. His gaze met the old woman's, prompting him to hold Morgana closer to his chest. So, you came after all, she said, her voice hoarse, as though she seldom spoke. I? How did you know? Her laugh erupted as a sharp crow. Please, let me see her, the woman snapped. Her gaze riveted to the bundle in his arms, and her thin fingers shook with apparent anticipation. The earl stopped short of the crone's grasp. Can you help her? Do you know what you ask of me? Her lungs are weak. She needs your help, Richard pleaded. She cannot make it here. But the woman's claw-like hands waved him to silence as she hovered closer, her eyes still feasting on the babe. There is a place, or rather, a time. A time? The witch spoke in riddles. 
Richard nearly turned away, but Morgana's skin had purpled like a plum. The babe wouldn't survive the ride home. Speak plainly, witch, or I shan't leave her. You have no choice, and we both know it. There is now anyone can do for the child. Give her to me. She was right. He'd already visited two physicians before dawn. He had no choice. What will you do? I will send her to a new tomorrow, another day, and she will live. With moisture filling his eyes, Richard placed a leather pouch filled with coins on the ground. Tell no one, he said. My people have been sworn to secrecy, and my wife knows naught of this twin. Why should she suffer? I promise only that the child will live. Swiftly kissing the dewy-cheeked babe, Richard fastened a strand of leather from which hung a rose-shaped amethyst around her small neck, and whispered, I send you away to give you life, Morgana, with all my love. Then he relinquished his daughter to the old woman's gnarled hands and returned to the carriage, never once looking back, trusting in God and the Witch of Devonshire.